a couple of really good conversations between the media and the coordinators. Gus Bradley and Jim Bob Cooter spoke to the media today, and they both said really interesting things. And I think given that this is National Mental Health Day, that's why the thumbnail, kind of a tribute to the great Jim Irsay, the owner of the Colts, um, with the uh, black strat. At any rate, Gus Bradley said something about Zaire Franklin that I thought was really, really important given that today is that day where we talk about mental health a little bit. I thought it was interesting, and I thought that a question of Jim Bob Cooter, his answer showed a certain wisdom. The question didn't necessarily. The question showed a naivete, but we'll talk about that too. Gardner Minshew's got to be really, really smart. That defense has to be really, really aggressive. You do those two things, and you've got a chance to beat the Jaguars on Sunday. Tomorrow is Optimism Wednesday, but we'll start the optimism a little bit early. IU basketball, Mike Woodson spoke at Big Ten Media Days today. We'll talk a little bit about what he said. Obviously, he's very optimistic about his team. A lot of new players, but some of the old guys, you know what? They got a pony up too, Xavier Johnson. It's going to be, I think, more on him than somebody like Kalel Ware. We'll find out. Uh, Heritage Christian's boys basketball program has been placed, uh, they've got to forfeit all their wins from the last two seasons, and they're on probation for recruiting. We're going to talk about all of that. First of all, if you're going to recruit, win. Second of all, who gets caught recruiting by the IHSAA? Recruiting's been going on everywhere for a very long time, and somehow Heritage Christian runs so far afoul of the rules that they get busted. Uh, Carnage says, how long are we out AR5? I think it's going to be the season, but we'll see. That's op not optimistic. But you know what? A uh, third-degree AC joint sprain is tough to come back in, in two months. That's just that's a tall order for a guy like Anthony Richardson. We don't know whether it's a third degree. That was the initial diagnosis. We haven't found out. I would think we'll find out tomorrow from Shane Steichen, his media availability, exactly what the deal is with Anthony Richardson. They worked out guys today, according to media. They worked out some quarterback candidates. They're not working guys out because, you know, they're just of a mind to. They got a hankering to work out quarterbacks. They're trying to find a guy who can be a break glass in case of emergency type quarterback to play behind Gardner Minshew and then Sam Ellinger. Hopefully, it doesn't come to that, right? All right, let's talk about sports. Let's talk about the Indianapolis Colts. Let's talk about Indiana basketball. This is Inside Indiana Sports Now. My guy Tyler down at Chipotle on Kirkwood in Bloomington. Hello. Did a great job of getting me some food today. Said he's a big fan of the show. I couldn't be more pleased. Uh, you want to subscribe to this show. By the way, and this is October 10th. It's Tuesday, October 10th. I know what day it is. You want to subscribe because we got a prize coming this week, and we're going to have a drawing for that prize. It's an autographed jersey by somebody. And then an envelope with a bill in it. If it's a 50 or a 100, I'm putting it in my pocket, and I'm going to spend it on another prize. All right, that is my vow to you. If it's a 2010 5 or 1, I'll send it along with the jersey. How about that? We don't know who the jersey's going to be. It's a mystery. But if you subscribe here and to Two Big Brains and you DM me on X, Facebook, or IG, you're entered. If you've already done that, 
you're entered. You don't need to do it again. Like this video because it's the polite thing to do. Who's your hospitality and all that? You want to make a donation like has happened previously in this show as Carnage donated. I get a nice little colorful box with your comment. We referred to it. We answer the question, should you ask one? All right, Jim Bob Cooter was asked about splitting his humanity from the tactical. So what this was about was how did you feel when Anthony Richardson went down? You know, how did you split yourself emotionally from what you needed to do to support the team and continue to do your job? That is a very naive question. That's asked by somebody who is not managed. Here's what you do if you manage. You move forward immediately. Somebody goes down, bam, you're rolling. As a manager, look, Jim Bob Cooter, this isn't his first rodeo. And Anthony Richardson isn't the only human being he's ever seen hurt. And another thing, he has to cut people or recommend the people be cut all the damn time. That's football. That's the way it works. And every second that you indulge, and this is true as a business manager, a defensive coordinator, offensive coordinator, head coach, whatever. Every second that you spend indulging in emotion and pity or empathy for somebody like Anthony Richardson is a second you're not devoting to making sure the person going in for Anthony Richardson, in this case Gardner Minshew, is prepared to do his job. You cannot afford to indulge in empathy for the fallen. You just can't. And that goes for people terminated, goes for people injured, whatever. It happens all the time. And you can't indulge in that kind of thing. And that's basically what Jim Bob Cooter did. And then the follow-up was, did he do anything to lift his spirits at halftime? What the hell is Jim Bob Cooter going to do talking to Anthony Richardson to lift his spirits? He just suffered a grade three, we suspect, sprain of his AC joint. There is nothing you could do. Uh, it's going to be okay, Anthony. Thumbs up. Come on. He give the guy a pat on the ass and say, hey, we're here for you. And then you move on to prepare for the second half. Let's go. Um, one thing that I thought, and, and it comes down to this, do your job. You have got to look at life in the macro, not the micro. This isn't about the person. This is about the whole. This is about all the people. This is about your department. This is about your team, your active roster, not those who are over after the game. Give the guy a call. Hey, we're here for you, man. Don't worry about it. When you get back, we're still here for you. That you can do. But during the game, no, no, no. None of that. In the heat of battle, none of that. Do your job. Gus Bradley talked about Zaire Franklin. Question, it was a really good question about Zaire Franklin and in kind of doing what he needed to do on special teams to kind of prepare himself and to contribute and earn the trust necessary to be a part of the starting defensive unit. And Gus Bradley said something really, really interesting and really, really important, I think. He said that Zaire Franklin, what he did was focus on others. He focused on special teams, that group he was a big part of. He focuses on his teammates, on the defense. He focuses on everybody else. And if you do that, I, I really thought about this today in terms of National Mental Health Day. If you do that, 
you got a chance of living a very, very sane life. If you're all about you, it gets lonely, man. If you're all about us, it's a completely different mindset that you look at life through. And that's the key. The key is about noticing what's out there and being a part of what's out there. Not demanding that the people out there be uh, supportive of you. That's a lonely life. And Zaire Franklin is not a lonely man. And he doesn't live a lonely life. And Gus Bradley really put that succinctly into a, a really interesting context, I thought. But it was interesting to hear him talk about that. And interesting also, from a football perspective, to hear him talk about his rookie corners. Juju Brents, Jalen Jones. These guys are smart. They're figuring it out. When somebody drops an assignment, they pick it up. Happened uh, a couple of times during the game on Sunday, and that's one of the reasons that the Colts were able to win against the Titans is these rookies kind of caught that somebody wasn't where they were supposed to be, so they went there. And because they went there, the play was successful for the defense. Good for Jalen Jones, good for Juju Brents, and good for Ron Miles, who's doing a hell of a job with that really, really young secondary. Can Minshew be smart enough to overcome his athletic limits? That's what we're going to find out on Sunday. He is going to be put in a great position to succeed by Shane Steichen, Jim Bob Cooter. That's what's going to happen. Cam Turner, too, the quarterback's coach. They are going to craft a game plan based upon what Gardner Minshew can do well. Rather than demand that Gardner Minshew do what they've decided to do well. See what I'm saying? That's sane leadership. When you look at what you've got and you say, okay, this guy is an asset in these and this and this and this area. So we're going to restrict our offense to those areas. His ability to read a defense, his ability to deliver a ball specifically in certain areas of the field. Those are things that the Colts are going to do instead of saying, we got our playbook, this guy's going to have to run our plays. What are we going to do? That's bad leadership. You need to take what your employees or your players do well, and you need to craft a game plan based upon them. That's one of the criticisms of Frank Reich in Carolina. He's been unable to do that thus far with his young quarterback. Um, Let's talk about IU basketball. IU basketball, it's media days up in Minneapolis. Why would the Big Ten stick media days up in Minneapolis, for the love of God? I know it's not hard to get to, but who the hell wants to get there? Going to Chicago makes sense. Coming to Indy makes all kinds of sense. So do that. Even Detroit would make more sense. And I never thought I'd say that in my life. Um, but you've got Woody, who's got, uh, he's got some guys coming back. And he's got Khalil Ware. He's got Malik Renew coming back. Malik Renew, I think he's going to have a hell of a year. I think he's going to be really good for Indiana. And Indiana, in large part, where how he goes, they're going to go. Xavier Johnson has to have a good year. Uh, Mackenzie Mbaco as a two. I think he's got to have a really good year. C.J. Gunn and Caleb Banks were both earmarked by Mike Woodson today in his comments as being guys who are really showing promise. I think Indiana looks good. They're picked six, six in the Big Ten. Kiss my ass. Indiana is going to be a hell of a lot better than that. 
when Indiana football is bad, Indiana basketball is good. That's irrefutable math. I learned that in finite math, M118. Maynard Thompson, the, uh, the teacher, the professor, he wrote the textbook. Rawls Hall, I got a B or B minus. I'm not sure which. That's math. I know from math. Uh, but I think this is going to be a really interesting team, and it's going to be fun to watch. And we are just, what are we, just a little bit over two weeks from that first exhibition, and I can't wait. They play UIndy. I love UIndy. Paul Corsaro, the head coach, love Paul Corsaro. He and my son, they had wars against each other playing. Uh, Corsaro down at uh, Roncalli. Ryan at Cathedral, and all growing up, going through CYO and whatnot. I, those guys, I don't think they cared much for each other. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Um, but we'll see what happens. Optimism Wednesday is tomorrow, but it's hard to not be optimistic about the Colts at 3-2. and two. I feel really good about the Colts right now at 3-2, and two, and I think that they can go into Jacksonville do what they need to do. They got to do it at a high level, and they got to do it tough guy football, aggressive football for 60 minutes. And they got to make the big play that's going to determine who wins that game. You saw that from Zaire Franklin and DeForest Buckner on that fourth and one. They make the call for Derrick Henry, Zaire, and DeForest. They make the play. Colts get the win. Got to do that. And you got to be clean on turnovers. You turn the ball over. One more time than Jacksonville, you got no chance to win that game. Uh, the Rams, they traded Van Jefferson to Atlanta. This is the way these trades have gone all year long. It's like a guy with a seventh-round pick and the team gets a sixth-round pick back. Van Jefferson not having a very good season. In 21, he was really good, 50 catches, 802 yards, six touchdowns. This year, eight catches so far, 108 yards. And that's with Cooper Cup on the bench. He's sitting out. Uh, with an injury. Van Jefferson, you would have thought, would have been fed the ball more often. Heritage Christian, their boys' basketball program, ordered to forfeit all wins from the last two seasons for recruiting violations. They, over the last two seasons, were 23 and 24, uh, 11 and 12 last year, 12 and 12 the year before. The moral of the story is if you're going to cheat, win. Don't cheat and not win. Don't cheat and, and come to me with a 500 or sub-500 record? Are you kidding? And how bad do you need to be at cheating to get caught at it in the state of Indiana where really there's no investigatory process? It's, you know what, it, it's self-reporting almost or nothing. Why? Why? How do you get caught recruiting in Indiana? Jack Kiefer, how many games did that dude win because somehow or another, and I'm not really sure how, everybody over 6'10 went to Lawrence North. How'd that happen? What is it, something in the water? And the hell, the Lawrence Township school boundaries are like a checkerboard. There's not one side of Lawrence that goes to Central and one side of Lawrence that goes to North. Greg Oden moves from Terre Haute. Where does he move? Lawrence North District. Mike Connolly, not seven feet tall, but you know what? Really good player. He came into the district. Tom Geyer. I mean, you've got Eric Montross. You've got all these guys. 
How did they all wind up at Lawrence North? Tell me that. Why are they not? Strip the victories. There are some other schools that I, when my son went to cathedral, there was no recruiting. Period. There are local public schools, not privates, that engage in recruiting all the time. You talk to public school basketball coaches. And they will tell you, this guy has poached kids out of my district for years to go uh, across the district. I know these people. I talk to them. They all say the same thing. And it's not like typical whiny coach guy talk. This is, yeah, I'm getting getting out recruited because I'm teaching my guys. I'm trying to lead my guys to win. My guys, the guys who live in this district. I'm not recruiting over the top of my guys. It's wrong. Tomorrow morning, Optimism Wednesday. I can't wait to talk to you then. And then, what a big day. We talked to Shane Steichen. We talked to players. We are rolling. Big week. It's Minshew Mania week. All hopes are, are wide open. We, we have nothing but hope because we haven't seen him fail. So we got hope for Gardner Minshew, and we have hope that Anthony Richardson, maybe that second uh, opinion is going to pay some dividends. Seems like he knew. Guys always know. Richardson was shaking his head like, oh, no, 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 not this again. Kind of what he had in high school. We'll talk about it tomorrow. Optimism Wednesday awaits, and maybe we'll get that jersey tomorrow. We'll crack that bad boy open in the afternoon, and we'll get to see together who the mystery jersey is of and who signed it. It better not be Baker Mayfield. That's all I got to say. No Baker Mayfield. Pristine Auction sends me a third Baker Mayfield jersey. I'm changing auction providers.